Hey guys, it's Edwin coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And this week is what is called a front week. And we're going to talk more about that later on in the week. Um, Will and I are going to discuss the episode and, um, and figure out um, what tidbits to talk about and whatnot. Um, but for now, I wanted to continue... Yesterday's big story was, of course, Constance, Constance Wu being upset that Fresh Off the Boat was renewed. Over the weekend, she just stirred up all this controversy because um, she tweeted um, that she was so upset and she was fucking crying. And that the renewal of her hit sitcom, Fresh Off the Boat, was not great news. And she disliked that news. And then we talked about how she tried to clean up the mess um, by basically telling the fans that they were stupid, that the, it had nothing to do with Fresh Off the Boat. Well, finally she admitted, yes, it did. Um, in, a, in a new statement, she said, I love Fresh Off the Boat. I was temporarily upset yesterday, not because I hate the show, but because it's renewal meant I had to give up another project that I was really passionate about. So my dismayed social media replies were more about that other project and not about Fresh Off the Boat. But I understand how they could feel interconnected and get muddled. So here is me unmuddling it with my truth. Fresh Off the Boat is a great show that I'm proud of and that I enjoy. I've gotten to fully explore my character and I know her like the back of my hand. And she also admitted that her tweets were insensitive and then added, I know it's a huge privilege that I even have options, options that Fresh Off the Boat has afforded me. People can hold conflicting feelings in their hearts. That conflict is part of being human, so I can both love the show, cast, and crew, but at the same time be disappointed that I lost another unrelated job. So here's the thing. I actually totally agree with her. Um, I've never worked on a quote-unquote professional set. Um, I've worked with Letitia Gordon. Um, I've I've worked on a movie with Will, and and Will and I continue to work together on Drunk Gossip and other projects. Um... I've worked with Natalie on on a short movie. And, you know, those are all my friends. I love them all very dearly. But, um, you know, in one of the movies, or with one of the movies, I should say, Leticia had thought about making our movie and then going and working on something else. And I I was really happy for her. But I was also a little bit sad that, um, that she wasn't artistically fulfilled with our movie. So I do, I I do understand what Constance is saying, and you know, if we look at it from a human level, I'm sure that there's, we've all had something that we've really wanted to do or we've been really passionate about, um. But other obligations got in the way of us actually doing it. And for her part, 
at the upfront presentations for ABC, um, new ABC president. Um, I don't. I can't find her name right now. Oh, Carrie Burke, new ABC um, primetime president Carrie Burke said this was much to do about nothing. She said there have been no thoughts of recasting Constance. We love what she does on the show, and we love the show. I didn't know that she had another opportunity that had fresh off the boat not gone forward. She would have pursued. But we never really considered not bringing back the show. It's just too strong for us. So Will and I were actually discussing this on Sunday night um, when I told him that this was going to be the big story for... um, for the last episode. And, you know, we had a very, I don't want to say spirited, because neither one of us really um, got upset with the other, at least as far as I'm concerned. Um, but we, we we had a very good discussion about how what Constance said is inappropriate. And here's the thing. Like I said, I, looking at it from a human perspective, I, I understand. And I actually empathize with her. As a, as a writer, as an artist myself, I totally get it. But, as I've told you guys, I treat my, my writing like a business. <coughs> and it would not be an episode without me coughing. Um, but... Um, so you, you look at this, the way I look at my rating is, I'm putting together a product that I want the masses to buy. And honestly, that's how I separate myself sometimes. Um, you know, when I'm ghostwriting for somebody, that's how I separate myself from the work. Uh, I understand that it's a little bit harder for Constance because um, she's not built the same way I am. But professionally speaking, it's probably not a good idea to dislike a renewal, especially when uh, one of your your um, network fellow network stars, Minnie Driver, is really upset because her show was canceled. It makes you look ungrateful. It makes you look. Like a like a whiny bitch, and you know, I think that there needs to be some balance between the two. Um, you know, maybe hold back or. Privately vent to your friends. And that's what I told Will. I'm like, you know, we're, we don't work in a business where this stuff, <coughs> excuse me, where, you know, tweets and stuff don't have an effect. You know, I could go on Twitter, I could go on Facebook and trash my former longtime gig all I wanted. Because, first of all, um, the only people, the only co workers, that were on there were the ones I got hired, so um, there's that. Um, but also, because it wasn't going to go viral on me, 
um, you know, the press isn't watching me. Or, you know, maybe they are, I don't know. Um, but what I do know is I have to take a break and I will be right back. And I'm back. And once again, I'm coming to you with some really shitty news. <laughs> and I'm really so sorry about that. Um, but it's just breaking and, um, you know, I, I like to bring you guys the breaking news as it happens. Actor Tim Conway has passed away at the ripe old age of 85. So he was 12 years younger than Doris Day, who passed away yesterday. And, you know, I mean, Doris Day and Tim Conway were icons. They will live on for a very, very long time to come. Um, Tim is probably best known for his work on The Carol Burnett Show. Um, or McHale's Navy. Uh, he had been... I'm not... And I... None of the reports I've read have actually stated what he was fighting, but apparently he had been very ill for a very long time. Um, and he was... And um, this... On this morning, Tuesday, March... Or... March. Ooh, um, Tuesday, May 14th. 2019, he lost his battle. Um, <clears throat> you all know I loved going, you know, back in the day, um, scandalous Hollywood. But, um, and this is the same story I say. I have yet to uncover any kind of scandals with these, um, with these two. And nor should I. I, you know, but it's nice to know, you know, we're living in this peak age of rebellious and, and bad behavior. But it's nice to know that Doris Day and Tim Conway were two of the nicest people around. Um, if you look at any of the comments on, uh, on his passing, they're just filled with these really tearful, loving tributes um, fans are talking about their favorite memories, our favorite characters that he did, like, um, Dwarf, who was very small, um, and fun fact about Dwarf, actually, I just learned this, um, in my research, Tim Conway would get on his knees and was very careful costuming, that's how he appeared to be so small, um, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, so, um, younger people may know him as Barnacle Boy from SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, he was in at least 14 episodes. I don't know if there's a chance that he recorded more before he passed or not. As I said, he was battling an illness, so... Um, not everything is immediately clear as to um, what's going on. But I just want to read some of these tributes from celebrities. Uh, Tony Hale said, this man was such a gift. 
his work on the Carol Burnett show was such a joy. Oh, it was pure joy. I got a chance to meet him once and his kindness matched his talent. Thank you, Tim Conway. Rest in peace. Conan O'Brien said when I was a kid watching the Carol Burnett show, no one made me laugh harder than Tim Conway. What a sweet and effortlessly funny man. Um, Sandra Bernhard, whom I love, said some people deserve to live forever. Tim Conway was one of them. Um, Judd Apatow said the amount of joy Tim Conway brought brought my family as a child was immeasurable. The man was pure comedy, riotously funny. I finally got to see him work when he guest starred on the Larry Sanders show. And he was all I dreamed he would be. As kind as he was funny, he will be missed. Um, and, th- and there are more. Um, I'm, I'm reading... I'm not like cherry picking because some of them are mean or anything. I'm I'm cherry picking because there's so many of them. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis said Tom Tim Conway made me laugh. A great gift and talent. Carol, my friend, my hand in yours as you miss him. Um, Kathy Griffin said Tom, uh, Tim Conway, a kind and soft spoken man, a wildly talented in comedy giant. Um, Al Jean, who is executive producer of The Simpsons, said, Rest in peace, Tim Conway, a man who always made everyone in my family laugh. Um, I, I mean, there's, like I said, there's just so many of them. And the man had such a long, long um, history in Hollywood. It, I said the same thing about Christoph St. John, um, Doris Day, um, and, and especially Aretha Franklin, who was in a league of her own. Um, but there's so much. There are so many. But we're going to end with Carol Burnett, his his former co-star um, and lifelong friend, even after the show ended. Um, they remain close. They would appear in each other's comedy skits or, um, you know, they would say in each other's life. She said, I'm heartbroken. He was one in a million, not only as a brilliant comedian, but as a loving human being. I cherish the times we had together, both on, on the screen and off. He'll be in my heart forever. And he will definitely be in all of our hearts. Um, we are sending our loving condolences to um, his family and his friends during this very difficult period. I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So y'all know I'm working on the companion book um, to the Wendy Williams Divorce Saga. Um, it's tentatively titled How You Doing? the inside story of Wendy Williams' explosive divorce. Um, Will and I are going to work on the title a little bit because I think it's a little too long. Um, But if you're wondering, um, when I do put up pull quotes from it, I've been using um, just the hashtag, how you doing? So if you want to look that up, please, by all means, um, feel free. And 
one of the, and I was actually thinking about saving this for the next segment, but since it's an ongoing story, I decided maybe it shouldn't be a special segment after all. Um, But one of the, one of the things that I think is really important to talk about is, um, Moving on after a divorce. Or any kind of breakup. Um, I'm using divorce now because obviously that's what Wendy's going through. And um, what she said is being filtered through her perspective. Um, So, you know, we've heard some really weird and bizarre stories coming out of um, the Wendy Williams divorce. Um, Rumors and gossip such as... Kevin Hunter tried to move one of his mistresses in to Wendy's house. What the actual fuck there? Okay, what the actual fuck there? I don't care what kind of relationship you have. Um, but if, if you agree to a monogamous relationship, a monogamous two-person um, relationship, and then you try to move in your mistress, that's weird. That's just fucking weird. Um, I'm sorry. I, I can't get over that story. And I cannot wait to um, dig into that story a little bit more. Um, we've heard about how he was allegedly poisoning her. And how she's... Uh, she's kind of laughed it off. But she's never fully denied it at, either, actually. Um... So, in this case, it's nice to bring you a relatively normal um, story about Wendy Williams. And when I say relatively normal, that would be like someone trying to say that they were bringing a normal story about me. Sure, it could happen, but what's really the likelihood of that? (laughs) I mean, really. (laughs) So, during the taping of her talk show, Wendy told her audience that she's dating. Which leads me, first of all, that leads me to believe that this breakup didn't just happen a month ago. I'm going to guess that they broke up quite some time ago and um, a a lot of her hiatus really may have been her in rehab or may have been her um, trying to get herself together. But I think the other part of it is um, Wendy Williams just trying to figure everything out. Um, Here's what she said on her show. I'm reclaiming my life. I don't have a boyfriend, but I'm rediscovering my love of men. I do date, and I date pretty often. And then she talked about how a lot of her male staff has been over to her um, New York City bachelorette pad. And she said, the parade of men will continue because I need things lifted, put in position. I'm still unpacking boxes, for God's sake. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, here's the thing. I actually do believe her um, when it comes to her male staff. Wendy is... And again, I, this does not come from a lifelong fan of hers. 
I I do have empathy for her in, in her situation. Um, but I don't always think she's the best at her job. But, you know, I'm not her target audience. But anyways, one thing I will say, um, one of the... One of the nicest things I've ever said about her is she is very professional. Um, she's a workhorse. She, um, up until recently, the last couple of years, she never took time off of her show. She would just keep working and working and working and deal with her health issues afterwards. It was only recently where she started saying, you know what? I need this break. I need X, Y, Z. So, you know, for that, I have to uh, really just acknowledge how great she is. Um, and I also, you know, I think it's great that she's dating um, and rediscovering her love of men. It makes me wonder how bad that marriage was. Like, are we about to hear some more? crazy ass shit about things he did um you know we know he loved men because there's one who's alleging that he was a kept boy toy for kevin hunter um and we yes we talked about that um and and part of the reason why i always talk about this story um just before i i take a break um part of the reason why i always talk about the new developments with wendy williams is because it helps me switch over into that mindset and think, I don't know how long I'm going <laughs> to... Because normally I try to write chronologically. Um, but with some of these things, like Kevin's affairs, I don't know how... When, when one started, when the other started, or anything like that. So, you know, I might just have to um, pair them up some, in some fashion... And speaking of pairing up, I need to pair up with a drink. So I'm going to go, and I will be right back. And I'm back. Um, so in the last segment, we were talking about Wendy Williams and um, how her husband allegedly tried to move a mistress into their house together. Uh, despite them having a, a monogamous two-person relationship. And, you know, it got me to thinking about changing um, the rules of a relationship. Um, you know, a lot of these celebrities um, seem to do that a lot. Um, I, I'm trying to think of a good example. The, I mean, besides Wendy Williams and Kevin Hunter, um... The I'm sure I'll think of one in a minute. But I, I just wanted to tell this story. Um, so I don't believe you, you have the right to change. To unilaterally change a relationship. Um, because it, it takes two to make a relationship. And if your partner is not in agreement with you, then... That's an issue. Um, you know, some of the best relationships I've seen from Hollywood have been um, like Bradley Cooper and 
um, whatever her name is, Irina, I don't know, um, I can't, I can never pronounce her last name, um, but the, I think they make a really good couple because even if they are a quote-unquote fake um, couple, and she has his beard, their, their relationship has been pretty solid, um, as opposed to, um, you know, you look at Olivia um, Coppolo, who I don't even know why I know her name. <laughs> I, like, I really don't know what she's famous for. And she just seems to bounce from, from man to man. And one of her ex-boyfriends, um, Dave it, it, A something or another, um, was talking about how jealous he was and how mad he was. And here's the thing. The only time you can change a relationship without the consent of your of your partner is if you're ending the relationship. So Olivia probably ended that relationship and um, her footballer ex-boyfriend is just mad about it. You know, and uh, we ain't mad at you. We get it. You know, we look at Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin... And those two seem to have a weird relationship. Um, allegedly, Haley has taken over Justin's social media. And you, first of all, that's just, that's bizarre to me. Um, but then Justin's telling people that he's still in love with Selena, but he also loves Haley. And, you know, we can tackle the question of if you can love more than one person in another segment, in another episode, at another time. Um, I'm not going to make that argument here. But, what I will say is, there is most definitely um, something odd in their relationship. And it doesn't seem like Justin really consented to the marriage. I know people are going to yell at me and say, oh, of course he did, of course he did. But when you're going around saying that you're still in love with your ex and presumably not even taking your new partner's, uh, your new spouse's feelings into consideration, that that's that's not okay. Um, and for the record, I'm not taking Haley Baldwin's side because rumor is she wanted to lock down Justin to make sure she and her family uh, were taken care of financially. So, again, that's not okay. Um, but that, their situation kind of reminds me of, of one... Um, I wasn't in personally, but I was kind of involved in... Um, there was someone in my family who was dating a man and she had she lost her husband and she swore that she was never going to get remarried like it just wasn't in the cards for her which you know fine you know, after two marriages um one ending in divorce and one ending in, in death you do start to think maybe maybe just maybe marriage isn't right for you um, 
But um, at some point, she decided that she was wrong and marriage was most definitely for her. And got really upset when her, when her boyfriend said, no, we agreed on this. We don't, I'm, I don't want to get married again. Like, I've, I've had the great love of my life. I love you, but this is, you know, this is what we agreed to and this is what I want to stick to. So she called me and was very upset. And for those of you who don't know me, I can sometimes be a little brash. And that cackling you hear is Mandy. Um, (laughs) And I'm probably going to get a text or a message on Facebook with with quotes around me being a little brash. (laughs) I I speak my mind and I, I speak my truth. Some people like it, some people don't. Luckily, Mandy's, Mandy and Dave are two who love it. Um, even Will is right up there. He doesn't always... None of them always agree with what I'm saying. And which is why I love them, because sometimes they make me see things differently um, than, than I normally would. But back to the story. Um, so I, I spoke my truth and I said, hey... You don't get to do this. You don't get to change the rules of a relationship by yourself. The best way to handle it would be to sit down with him and say, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I want. You know. And see what he wants. See what works for him. By taking away his choice, you're kind of cutting him off at the knee, so to speak. And I'm not okay with that. And I was called every name in the book. I was hung up on... No, actually, I hung up on her. And she called me back, screaming. And obviously, I did not answer when I seen it with her because I don't like to be screamed at um, as an adult. I don't feel anyone has the right to scream at me. Um, and and you, again, you can ask Mandy or Dave or Will. Um, not that any of them have ever raised their voice at me. But even when I think they're speaking to me a little too sharply, I, I will shut it down. I will be like, oh, no. And again, I, especially with Mandy, I don't remember a time where Mandy ever got sharp with me. And again... After she listens to this, I will get the messages like, do you not remember this? Do you not remember this? Do you not remember this? <laughs> and then, of course, I'll apologize and I'll have to come on the show and, and revise what I'm saying. Um, but Dave has definitely been sharp with me. Um, and, and Will has gotten sharp with me, but I've also gotten sharp with him. And, I, and to be fair, I've gotten sharp with Dave, too. Um... And I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> this is why I get yelled at, guys. Because I, I start off on one topic and then somehow float off to talking about me, Will, and uh, Mandy and Dave. <laughs> Don't know how that happens. Anyway, um, so finally, another, another relative of mine called. And I talked to her 
And I told the second female relative, hey, you know, this is, this is what's up. I don't believe in this. You know, she, she's wrong. And the second female relative said, yeah, you're, you're completely right. Um, her boyfriend decided to just remove himself um, from the conversation. And the first female relative ended up giving him, giving him an ultimatum ultimatum what the hell is wrong with me um uh, and of course that relationship ended because when you do things like that that's what happens to relationships and when you all let me go on like this i just sound like a rambling fool so i'm gonna go and i will be right back and i'm back so you know we've been following the uh, britney story very closely, mostly because I'm a Britney stan, and I promise not to let this segment go so off track like the last one did. <laughs> There's no promises. <laughs> Anyways, and so we've been following the Britney story, and some new details are coming to light about what happened and um, what happened with her stay at the mental hospital um, and what some of the consequences to that are going to be. So for starters, let's just do a really quick recap on this. At some point in early in the, earlier in the year, Brittany checked um, well, first, Brittany was supposed to have a new Vegas residency called Domination. With, um, and then all of a sudden, she called it off saying that her dad was ill and she wanted to be there for him. So she was taking a work hiatus indefinitely. After that... Um, reports were that she was going into a a mental health hospital. And she seemed to kind of confirm that when she when she um, posted on Instagram, allegedly when she posted on Instagram that we all need to take some um, me time. But Fans were kind of leery that that actually came from Britney because there was a uh, lack of emojis, which is one of her signatures, across all of her social media. And people began to theorize that she was being held against her will. And the Free Britney movement popped up. Her mom, Lynn Spears added fuel to the Free Britney fire by liking and retweeting and um, commenting on posts about the Free Britney movement, which were all in agreement, saying that Britney needed to be freed, yada, yada, yada. Then at some point, Lynn Spears actually went to the judge and said, hey... I want to be in on this. I want to be, I want to be in the know with the conservatorship. And we all kind of took a step back and said, hmm, 
that's really odd. That's really bizarre. So, everyone kind of was like, all right, what's going on here? And then Sam Lefty started appearing. And whenever he appears, you want to run. Because he's not a good guy at all. Um, And he started making really weird tweets about Britney. And some people in Britney's camp theorized that the Free Britney movement was actually his brainchild. um, Because he had been working as her manager um, during her 2006-2007 breakdown. So Britney went into court and asked for a, rest- a temporary restraining order, which, which she was given. So Sam Lefty's not allowed to talk about her, not allowed near her, which is perfect. And TMZ started saying that, you know, Brittany's off her mental... You know, she's off her meds. She's starting to crack and lose it again. And they're, they're doing this by saying, oh, look, she was driving and using her cell phone. The, the car is clearly parked, and she was clearly just sitting in the car. Um, we don't even know if she, if she actually was driving the vehicle or not. She could have just been sitting in the driver's seat. I do that all the time, um, especially when I'm in Michigan. Um, and I'm hanging out with Dave and, uh, and his husband. Um, it doesn't mean I'm driving, I'm just sitting in the seat. And then, as further proof, after the restraining order hearing, Brittany had taken off her heels and walked out shoeless. And they started pointing to that as more signs that she wasn't well and that the conservatorship shouldn't end. And that's when the big story broke. Um, remember uh, a few weeks back we talked about how Brittany filed, for the very first time, filed a legal motion on her own, but no one knew what it was because it was sealed. Well, it appears that Brittany is asking the court to bring an end to the conservatorship or to allow her more rights. Um, some of the rights that she's she's already asked for have been denied. Um, Again, those are sealed. We're not quite sure what those are as of yet. And it's not looking likely that the... um, It's not looking likely that the conservatorship will come to an end. But this could be the first step towards getting that done. Um, She has to get a a 730 evaluation which is basically, where are you at mentally? Are you okay? Can you handle the pressure of dealing with things by yourself? Um, here's what a source says. Brittany is exploring formally petitioning the court to end the conservatorship. The 730 evaluation is the first step in the process. So, and while, while one might think that Lynn would be supportive of Britney ending the conservatorship. She's not. Our source says, Lynn isn't supportive of Britney ending the conservatorship, but there's nothing she can do to stop it. 
Lynn doesn't believe that the 730 evaluation, which is essentially a very comprehensive report prepared by a team of Brittany's doctors and possibly a court-appointed medical professional to evaluate Brittany, will find that Brittany would benefit from the conservatorship ending. But, you know, Miley Cyrus jumped in on the Free Britney movement. I think what's going to happen is, um, from my knowledge and just the, what my lawyer friends have suggested to me, is there's not going to be, like, they're not going to end the conservatorship just yet. They may put it a, a more definitive um, end date or at least another retest date um, on the um, on it. And it's also been suggested that what'll, what, what could happen is they could allow Brittany more freedom, you know, we don't know what she, what she asked for up till now. Um, maybe it was business decisions or something, we don't know. But what we, what we can kind of predict is that, you know, maybe Brittany wants to be able to spend more of her own money the way she wants to spend it. Um, maybe she wants to travel some more, take some time off. Those are things that, um, my friend said that are very likely to be asked for and granted um, you know, if her daily, if her daily shopping allowance is a thousand dollars, there's really no reason why she couldn't ask for, um, that to be up to $10,000. And it makes me sick how rich these people are, that $10,000 is considered low for them. Um, but, you know, of course, Brittany is probably bringing in two to three million dollars a day easily and I'm not exaggerating um between her royalties um her perfume lines um girl, girlfriend is very uh, savvy and very smart um her lingerie line which I don't know if it took off the way she wanted to or not um but I'm gonna guess it's it's doing solid business probably so I think we need to keep an eye on that as well. And for now, I'm going to go. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, even when I ramble on about weird stuff. Um, and until next time, cheers. Cheers.